I texted my friend the other day. I said, I want you to make this confession over your life for, for 30 days. I want you to look at everything that seems stupid that you're doing right now. That feels like, because I know moms feel like this. I know you do. I know that I know that employees and jobs that you don't really like feel like this. I know couples trying to get out of debt feel like this. I know people that are believing God to bless them in a bigger way. And you know you're in a small space. I know you feel this way. I said, I want you to make this confession over your life. I said, I want you to say, this is significant. This is significant. This is significant. Running a vacuum cleaner. This is significant. Changing a diaper. This is significant. Coming home. Just being a good husband. This is significant. This is significant. The devil won't like it when you say that because the way he gets you to leave your assignment is to convince you that it doesn't matter what you're working on. It's so small. It's so small. This is significant. And don't wait to say that until it seems significant because that takes no faith. This is significant. This, this, this. Not just that. This is significant. Have you ever wanted a new car and you picked out the kind of car you wanted? And the next thing you knew, you started seeing that car everywhere you went. What happened? They just flooded the market with that car all of a sudden. Google has an algorithm in your brain. And so they put the cars in front of you. Perhaps we're probably coming to that day. But it wasn't Amazon, baby. It was your attention. You started seeing it. When you started searching for it. You want a life that matters? Make it matter. Make it matter. Make it matter. This is significant. It's a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah said, let's go. That's what we've been waiting for. It sucks, but it's a start. (laughs) It's small, but it's a start. I barely see it, but it's a start. We got a long way to go because we got in this famine three and a half years ago and it's not going to be over overnight, but it's a start. It's a start. And my start is significant. Can I show you one more thing? Can I? If you need to leave, go ahead and leave. But I'm going to take 10 minutes with everybody who wants to hear. Because if the enemy cannot get you to stay, listen. He wants, and, and I, don't, I don't know if you believe in the devil, but your, your brain, let's, let's, let's approach it from a psychological perspective. If you don't believe in the devil, you don't have kids. But just in case you don't have kids and don't believe in the devil. Your brain is wired for survival, okay? So when you're living in your head, all you're thinking about is survival. What had Elijah been doing for three and a half years before the drought was over? survival which in that three and a half year span was success because sometimes just making it is what matters just making it is what matters I mean just still being in faith is victory sometimes but when the shift happens I wonder will you be ready for the rain you've been praying for because 
your, your brain, if you stay inside your brain, your reflex will always be to run. What has Elijah been doing for the last three and a half years? What? Come on, talk to me, church. What's he been doing? He's been running, surviving, and running, and surviving, and running, and surviving. So when the rain comes, he runs. And for a little while, he's running ahead of the rain. He's running in front of the chariot because he's ready for his next assignment. He's ready to serve Ahab now. He believes revival has come to the nation. The Baal prophets have been destroyed. The Asherah prophets are all laying at their own altars, dead in their own blood. And now revival can come. And so he runs 17 miles on the fuel of his faith, on the fuel of the promise of God coming to pass in his life. He runs ahead of the chariot. He runs ahead of the rain and then something happens. Because if the enemy can't kill you in the invisibility stage or the insignificant stage, the only thing left for him to do to keep you from receiving what God is pouring out in your life is intimidation. He can't keep God from making it rain. But maybe he can keep you from receiving it. If he can get you running. See, because I'm a runner. I'm a refugee. And I'm a rainmaker. But now I'm a refugee. Watch what what happens. Watch what happens when, when Elijah should be celebrating the storm. I'll come back to that another week. Celebrate your storm. Celebrate your storm. We always preach about storms like it's something we want to get out of. What if the storm that God sent into your life was to prove his presence? Celebrate your storm. Celebrate your storm. Celebrate your storm. Celebrate the storms you survive and celebrate the storms when they come because you know God is with you in the storm. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And when the storm came and Ahab went down and told Jezebel what Elijah had done, she knew that her days were numbered. So she sends a messenger to Elijah. And what happens next is going to shock you because you just watched the faith of a rainmaker. But now you're going to see the fear of a renegade, a runaway, a refugee. And the messengers come to Elijah. Come on, let's play this out. And they say, Jezebel says she's going to kill you. What we are, take the scripture off the screen. What we are expecting next is for Elijah to tell Jezebel where she can go with that noise and what she can do with her threats. Come on, wouldn't you? Wish Jezebel would try to kill me. So what comes next is shocking against the backdrop of the boldness of a prophet who put his head between his knees and waited for rain, who survived three and a half years of drought, who was fed by the mouths of birds and at the house of a widow. And now the rain has come. And now the drought is over. And now, verse three, Elijah was afraid. Never thought I'd see those three words. Never thought he would. I mean, I would have understood if he ran while the drought was still in progress. But it's raining now. 
raining. And Elijah, the one who survived three and a half years of drought, is running. The Bible says he's running for his life. I don't buy it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't believe, Elijah, that you're afraid that Jezebel can kill you. Because if she could have killed you, she wouldn't have sent messengers to warn you. If she could kill you, she would send her bailiffs to arrest you. But she knows she can't kill you. So she's trying to contain you. Don't you know the devil found out a long time ago that he can't curse what God has blessed? Don't you know if the devil could have killed you by now, he would have killed you by now? If he could have kept it from raining, he would have kept it from raining. If he could have taken you out, you'd be out. But since he couldn't kill you, he tries to contain you. So he intimidates you. And now Elijah is running. Please catch this. He is running from the same rain that he prayed for. Some of us are better at surviving in famine than we are at living in blessing. What I mean is, what what I mean is, when the rain started, the one who ran ahead of the rain started running away from the rain. So the message God gave me for somebody today, you know who you are, is that you are running from the rain. You are running from the blessing of God. You are running from something that is already defeated. You are running from shame that the cross of Jesus Christ has already taken away. You are running from a power of sin that has already been broken. You are running from situations that God has already worked out. You are running from an outcome that you don't have to fear. Guess what? God's going to deal with Jezebel, head back in the right direction, and run to the rain. It's raining now. The drought is over. Come out of the drought. It's raining now. It's raining. Why would you run from the rain? Why would you run from the blessing of God? See, when you run from the resistance, you run from the rain. When you run from the battle, you run from the blessings. When you run from the problem, you run from the promise. When you run from the problem, you run from the harvest. What are you running from? You really believe that Jezebel can kill you? After all, you've already survived. You really think Jezebel has the power in her mouth to stop what God is doing in your life? No, somebody shout, I'm coming out of the drought. I'm coming out of the drought. I've been dry too long, defeated too long, depressed too long, discouraged too long. It's a new season in my life. 
hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe.